Hello, and welcome to the Techpedition Podcast for July 21st, 2018. It's a Saturday. Partly sunny. Oh, I don't have my Apple Watch on. <laughs> Wait, wouldn't it be telling you to stand up right now anyway? Oh, oh, dude, like, oh my. I'm, I'm so tired of this thing telling me to stand up. What's up with that, dude? Like... It, like I, I want to turn the notifications off because, like, it just yeah. You've been sitting for a while. Yeah, I'm working, doofus. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> of course I'm sitting. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Technology, yeah. man, gotta love it. Yeah, I mean, I am tired of thing telling me to stand though. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. <laughs> doing doing quite well. Uh, had a little trip to New Orleans last weekend. That's probably I was probably the reason we didn't have a top podcast in. But uh, yeah, went to New Orleans, had fun, ate some good food. You know, nothing too crazy. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I've been up to, man. Yeah, right on, right on. Well, if you don't know what we do here, um. We talk about technology, current events, and, you know, every now and then we have a discussion that's kind of off the rails, perhaps, per chance. Yeah. Um, so I think we might be having one of those today because Comic-Con wrapped up this past week and we got a, a clavicate of trailers um, and quite a few that, hey, Aaron, how's it going, man? <laughs> What's up, Aaron? Uh, yeah. So do you want to talk about trailers or is you want, is there anything else you want to talk about first before we get into that? Or uh, Yeah. Let's just start off with trailers, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. First off, let's cool. talk about, uh, maybe the one that had maybe the most controversy, uh, frack Batman. <laughs> Teen Titan. <laughs> this is not, this is yeah. not Teen Titans. This is, okay. this is, uh, something different. This is, uh, okay. crazy. Okay. So like, I'll be completely honest. So, I just saw this trailer pop up on my feed and I saw Titans. I was like, oh, and when I started watching the trailer, it didn't occur to me that this was like a like ap- aftermath of like Teen Titans. Like I, it just didn't register with me. So yeah. I see, you know, Dick Grayson, they show like the <laughs> the belt, ba- not ballet, <laughs> the trapeze or whatever. And I'm like, oh, OK, OK, this is I guess this is a Batman thing. Yeah. And then he's like, if Batman. And I'm like, whoa, um, Dick Grayson's not emo. Like they made, they managed to make Dick Grayson emo, like emo Spider Man. Like I don't, I don't get, like he, like my friend Andy, he mentioned how like Dick Grayson's like one of the most like joyous and positive characters in the DC universe. Gee, golly, and- Batman! <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy crap! Holy crap! Cakes, Batman. That's yeah, yeah, that guy. So um, and and then like and then like. Raven's like this. Everybody's emo except for uh, Starfire, and she looks oh. like I don't even. Okay, I don't even want to talk about. Like, <laughs> I think we we have to talk about it, dude. Like I'm all for I'm all for diversity <sighs> in casting. Like, but this this one, you know, in the words of that chick that in the Matrix, not like this. Yeah, I, I mean, like you know, getting an African American to play the character, I think is, <laughs> I think is okay. Cause the character is not, she's a weird color. She's an alien. So she's a weird color, but the red hair and the, no, no. She looks, she, like, she, <laughs> like, I heard many people say this and it hurts me to say this, but she looks like a prostitute. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was horrible, Cat. I mean, look, look, they may improve her over time to look more like the character. <laughs> no, seriously, because that's what they did with um with Raven at the beginning of the trailer. Raven, you know, you see 
mostly the hair. She's not really in costume, but by the end of the trailer, they show a more darker uh, scene of her with the hood and everything. So well, they they may move her along to look. There's that, and she's like twenty years older than Robin. Uh, yeah. Like she's like. He's like in his like what maybe he's in his like late thirties. She looks like she's like forty, fifty years. That girl like, is not. I seen the I, I seen the chick without the the cost. I seen the in her regular form. She looks way younger than she looks in that trailer. I don't know. She looks like she looks like a. Oh, I'm I'm done. I don't want to talk okay. about this bad I'm casting. Just, I'm just bad casting. We'll, say, bad. we'll say bad casting. Terrible casting. But, terrible but, writing. But but I would oh. say I would say the trailer is way darker. Um, it's well it's. Even darker than the Justice League in the uh, uh movies that we had uh, in the last few years, so it's way darker, even darker than the CW shows. So yeah, I got a serious Daredevil vibe from the fights. Like, yes, and it was yes. weird seeing Robin kill people. Yes, yeah, snapping necks, weird. crunching bones. It it, yeah. it looks cool. It looks cool. Uh, I that don't know part was awesome. That part is the fighting yeah. part looked really good. So I will say that. Yeah, in a world where we have so much dark darkness in the DC world, I don't know if I'm on board with this. But on the flip side, and again, this is on DC's uh, DC Digital, their exclusive network for seven ninety nine a month, debuting as fall. Yet another streaming yeah, service. Yet another streaming service. But for seven ninety nine, I think I'm fine with it. But uh, you know, they're trying to they're trying to have their Star Trek Discovery for their network. So that's I'm I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Like all these offshoot, like CBS Access, I get because yeah. it's a television network. But like most of these offshoots, they should be like five dollars, five dollars a month. Yes, I feel like that is a sweet spot for stuff like this, where like you already got, you know, you're already subscribed to Netflix and probably two other things, and now you got another one. So it's like pretty soon your streaming bill from cutting the cord is going to be as much as your cable bill would have been. Yeah, like that's. Yeah, but 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 uh, there are going to be a few more exclusives with DC Digital that I'll talk about real quick. Uh, of course, the originals and the classic favorites. Uh, they have you be able to read an extensive list of curated comic books, which you well, know I think pretty. I think that's a pretty cool add-on. They also have their DC Connect community, so you can you know connect with like-minded individuals, um, and of course, breaking news stuff, and they have rewards and things like that. So exclusive merchandise. So they're doing a bit more than a normal digital service. So I find that's that sh- pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay, um, shall we talk about Shazam? Shazam, huh? <laughs> So my my friend and co-host on the Discussing Who podcast, Lee Shackford, is a huge Shazam fan. I've watched the initial uh one of the serials from the early on. This is a black and white thing I watched. You can watch it on uh you can watch it on Wikipedia actually. That's was it a Captain Marvel one? Yes, yes, Captain Marvel slash Shazam. Um, I was surprised of, of the playfulness of this trailer. Uh, I thought it looked really good. It ex- it's supposed to be serious. Well, I just didn't didn't expect the level of playfulness that we got uh, from it. Um, it was very very Marvel esque, I will say. It reminded like, me a lot of Homecoming. Uh, kind yeah. of the camaraderie between the the boy and his friend. I thought that was pretty the, cool. So I'm actually excited for this movie. I'm actually the guy excited in the chair. for it. What'd you say? His guy in the chair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it um. It seems like a pretty exciting movie, man. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all for it. Now the fake muscles kind of got me a little bit, but you know, 
Well, I mean, the thing about me that I enjoyed about this so much is like if I was 13 and I got superpowers, like it wouldn't be serious. It would be goofy. It would be funny. Like I would be doing crazy stuff like he's doing where he's like walking up to the convenience store and leaving with like a handful of snacks. And like like that part I thought was really cool. And they're kind of taking a little bit of a no nonsense approach with it. So I really like that. I thought the um costume was kind of cheesy but that's yeah, how he the, how he looks the, i mean that's yeah they were spot on um it reminded me a lot of and i cannot remember the name of this movie the movie with was it freaky friday trading places or whatever with uh lindsey lohan and uh freaky friday and uh jamie lee curtis i think it was the other, i think it was freaky friday yeah i, I think, think you're right freaky friday but you know they kind of change places and you have this older woman well this younger girl and this older woman's body that's kind of that's kind of the vibe i'm getting from the trailer it looks like it's fun. yeah yeah i was surprised to not see any of the rock because he's he's supposed to be black adam right is he in this movie uh i think he i'm looking at the wikipedia page it does say dwayne johnson as black adam um i don't know uh maybe <laughs> yeah so we'll see i'm cool. This is the first trailer, so I'm sure we'll get some some more goodness as the days roll on. Of course, of course. And moving on, um, I have to say that I have not been whelmed, I guess. I've been underwhelmed <laughs> by by the Marvel offerings as of late. But I do have to say that between Shazam and the Aquaman trailer, like oh. I think this is the first time I've ever been excited about two DC movies coming out. But I am like Aquaman looks epic like it looks amazing and I'm actually a bit taken aback and surprised (laughs) yeah I mean they take one of the cheesiest things about Aquaman and in the first few minutes of the trailer they make it really freaking cool Um, of course Jason Momoa playing the role of Arthur Curry and the moment when he's like in front of at the aquarium and they're like ooh, he talks to fish they were like mocking him and then he just, the shark comes and hit the casing and he just turns around all bad, eh, with all the fish behind him. Like, mm-hmm. okay, this, this, this might be all right. This might be all right. <laughs> yeah. I do like the way they introduced it with the, um, with the, you know, the whole family type rivalry thing. And I, there was a lot, like, my, my main hang up about this movie was I was just wondering what could, they possibly do was he just gonna swim around for an hour and a half like i just i don't know anything about aquaman so yeah it was interesting to see them kind of actually build out the world and kind of wrap the narrative together for a movie so i'm I'm really excited about it well and just one of the things that blew me away before we move on is just the detail and the world building they did with the computer graphics this movie relies heavily on cg <laughs> i mean i doubt it then any almost it's probably 90 percent of this sh- is shot in front of a green screen from the looks of it and what they were able to do just from that snippet we saw in the trailer it looks like it's going to be freaking epic man yeah like i was getting like a serious like it's gonna sound funny but like i was getting like a serious like avatar vibe from oh, it really? as far as like as far as like the detail of like the it, I mean it's it's underwater, but it, yeah. it to me it almost looked like another world, which yeah. I guess basically it is. But it's, yeah. it reminded me of an alien world. Yeah, yeah. What I was telling Kyle, like it reminded me of a space epic, but I mean obviously we're underwater. But they managed to build that world to build it out to make it just look freaking phenomenal. And yeah, I guess it's coming out this year, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. And yeah, Sebastian would be proud. <laughs> so okay, yeah, I should have said that. All right, um, what we got next? Uh, is that all? Are those all the trailers? I'm trying to think. Yeah. I think oh, that... oh, no, 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 no. That is not. What do we miss? Not. What do we miss? We missed the most important trailer. What of this past week? Doctor Who. By several orders of magnitude, okay. the most important trailer release. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Broly. Uh, Dragon Ball Super. Okay, I'm going to try to keep this as spoiler light as I can. But, but, Possibly but, no spoiler but, at all. But no care, we've already had a Broly movie back in Okay, yeah, 20 so years this is ago. no spoilers. That's right, we have had a Broly movie. Actually, we've had three Broly movies. There was the first Broly movie where they introduce him, and then the second one where he comes back from the dead, and the third one they like clone him, and he's like this bio thing. Yeah. The last weird. two, the second and third one were terrible. The first one <laughs> was was the longest of the original twelve DBZ movies, and it was actually pretty good. Um, you know, like the the big hangup I had about the original Broly was the only reason he hates Goku so much is because they were. They like after they were born, they were sitting right by yeah, each other. And Goku cried. And all too much. Go- yeah, he just cried so much that like Broly just hates him because <laughs> he just cried too much. That's and, motivation, man. That's motivation. And like he hates him so much when he hears his name, he like snaps. <laughs> yeah, that's a loose loose uh, tie in there. Um, but- so <laughs> like it's so funny because like Akira Toriyama, those first three movies, he wasn't involved with him at all. Basically, well. Basically, all he did was do character designs, kind of like Dragon Ball GT, whereas they were like, hey, we want to do a movie. And he was like, OK, what do you need? So uh-huh. he, he was like, we need these characters designed. So he drew the characters, you know, and then he just handed them off. He had nothing to do with those movies. The first movie that he was actually heavily involved in was Battle of God, which came out. It's been quite a while. Was it 2013, 2014, yeah. Yeah. 2014? Um, and no, I think it's 2015. Anyway, um, you have Battle of Gods, you have Resurrection F. And both of those movies were actually adapted into the Dragon Ball Super television series. So if you haven't seen Dragon Ball Super, you've kind of seen the first two seasons of it already. Um, okay, I'm I'm rambling. Um, no, no, so no, no, no. <laughs> you're fine. Okay, we need the so, backstory. So okay, so that's where we are with Broly. Um, and Toriyama probably just forgot about him, but people keep asking him about Broly because Broly is actually even though he was never a part of the official Dragon Ball canon he is by far at least in America not so so much in Japan but he is by far one of the most popular Dragon Ball characters yes yes he is yeah and it, like it's it's funny like it's not even close the legendary like how, super saiyan if i remember the legendary right. super saiyan yeah the well, the legend. Well, until the retcon with the Bardock new Bardock special anyway. <laughs> but yeah, that's a story for another day. But yeah, so Broly. All right. So the Dragon Ball Super ended about a month and a half ago, two months ago. No, I think it ended in March. Count the months. Anyway, so there was always a, there was a they kind of pretty much already announced that they were going to do a movie. Mm-hmm. And basically all they t- said was it was going to deal with the origin of the Saiyans and it was going to have they didn't really say who the villain was going to be. So it was kind of a um. You know, it was kind of a little bit of anticipa- anticipation there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Broly was announced, I was like, this makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. You know, Toriyama gets to take a fan favorite character, actually integrate him into the main story and, you know, kind of put his spin on it. One of the things I immediately noticed was his father, Paragus, 
actually looks old. Yeah. Um, in the original movies, you know, he had he, his hair was black and he looked young. Um, his, you know, he had the eye thing, but now he actually has gray hair. Like one of the first Saiyans I've ever seen with gray hair. Yeah. Um, I'm not really digging the skirt thing. <laughs> um, but you know, he has the Saiyan armor and they've actually gone back to the original. I'm not going to say the original, but I'll say the classic Dragon Ball style where it's not as detailed. Um, the characters are not as detailed, but the animation is like way more fluid. So like you, you could probably pick that up on, on the trailer, like during the fights, the little bits of the fights you saw, they were pretty fluid fights. And, um, I'm really looking forward to the detail that they're going to pour into the action part of it. Even though I, I dig the old style, even though it's not as detailed, I still really dig it. Yeah, I will say the uh, art style on the trailer is freaking phenomenal. And the thing that gets me is that the state of the heroes or the Z fighters at this point are they're way more powerful than they were at the time the movies came out. Just by magnitudes, more powerful. So, I yeah. mean, how do they really stack up now against Broly? Seems like they should kick his tail, but I... <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. This is... Well, number one, this is a new Broly. And number two, if you remember, like, even the original Broly, when Goku and Vegeta and Gohan, when they were all Super Saiyans, Broly was kicking their behind, like, before he even tanked, like, went Super Saiyan. He was as strong as them yeah that's so true. that's true they've kind of kept that part intact i know uh aaron mentioned something about the power scaling being ruined um how how so how was how so was the power scale scale being ruined i don't really understand that because yeah the main the main enemy in super was jaren if you haven't heard about him clarence um he's the main i don't even want to call him a bad guy he's just more of a arch enemy arch mm-hmm. rival whatever um, because basically with the tournament of power and I don't feel like this is a spoiler, but like the last arc, the last arc basically of Dragon Ball Super is the tournament of power. If you remember in, in um, Battle of Gods, they talked about there being other other universes, right? Yes. So basically this is a big, huge tournament that puts all the un- Well, not all the universes, but most of them against each other. And basically it's a huge battle royale type thing. And Goku is like the you know, 1A and Jiren is 1B, or I guess Jiren would be 1A. And this dude was like way, he was way stronger than them. Like way stronger than them. So like that's what gets screwed up with, you know, that might be what he's talking about, about the power scaling. Because now Broly has to come in and he has to be at least stronger. He has to be at least stronger than Jiren, at least. Yeah. And like that's the part that kind of leaves me wondering what they're going to (laughs) do. Yeah, well, that's been like the age old thing with Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball in general is that it's always the quest to be more powerful and who's going to be the next greatest fighter that shows up. So it's all in good fun. It happens. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of ways they can go with it. Um, but I'm just really excited to see the actual fights. I'm not even so wrapped up in, you know, who's stronger than who and cause you know, all that stuff is going to play out and you know, Goku and Vegeta and whoever else they decide not to relegate to the piccolo position, as I like to call it. <laughs> like they may go, they, they put, go, they put Gohan in a piccolo, like he, the piccolo TN Chaozu, like people that don't matter anymore. Like he's, he's in there, he's in there with them. And that really upset me about super, but it's really going to be interesting to see what they do. Cause I'm, I want to see some origin stuff, like where did the Saiyans come from, their original planet. You know, I want to see that type of stuff. So hopefully we get to see some of that. 
Sweet. All right, man. Is that do, is that all of our trailers? Did we kind of run the gamut already? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We did. Um, there's a couple more, but we'll save those for other shows. All right. Well, that's it for the trailer special, folks. We're gonna do some tech. Cool. Okay. So one of the first things I want to talk about is Prime Day. Prime Day. Okay. This kind of hit got just came out of nowhere. I don't even know what it <laughs> is. I. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. But I'm trying to figure out, like, why do we need this? It seems like we've already had days throughout the year where they have ultra deals, ultra specials. So why it's why like, even why even start the Prime Day thing? Is this, this just is this like year? Amazon's version of the Steam summer sale, man? This yeah. is like their this is but like really? their summer hurrah. Like, was it really? Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't even go on their website for the last few days. So <laughs> my so. wife ordered my wife ordered something during Prime Day. I didn't actually order anything, but apparently a lot of people did because Amazon's site went down. <laughs> really? Wow. Okay. I guess it is popular. Yeah. Um. So apparently, according to CNET, the company couldn't handle the surge in traffic during its busy, busiest, biggest shopping event. Like this is their Black Friday, basically, is what this yes. is. There's, I guess their second Black Friday because they have stuff on Black Friday too. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, was, they had to manually add servers to try to keep up with the traffic. They, it was out for 15 minutes, dude. which is pre- which is a pretty long time for Amazon. Like, like that's an eternity for a top level website, you know. I was what makes, amazing. What makes this even more ironic is that you know uh, ECS Amazon they they house the back AWS. off for, yeah yeah AW they house the back off of so many services and servers oh my god and they get caught yeah. with their their services going down it's just really kind of amazing it kind of just shows yeah. you the amount of people actually um, piling in for these deals yeah it had to have been an, an astronomical number of people to actually bring down their site when they're known for their uptime yeah. and resilience and redundancy like it's it's so crazy now because they have zones in aws to where you can like have you have a region which is like a certain part of a country and then you have zones which are different cities and then even in the different cities they have like one they have like two to three data centers so like like aws is heavily redundant um and it it's pretty surprising that they had to mainly add servers to keep up with traffic um it's pretty crazy apparently yeah. apparently their it's a sable their internal computation and storage system led to a uh, breakdown in that led to glitches across prime authentication and video playback a status update a little after 1 p.m gave sable a red emergency alert and said it was running hot and cannot scale oh, wow. wow yeah that that's just amazing to me, you know. I, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but that's pretty amazing. It happens, man. It happens. So, okay, I, I'm gonna spin off to the next story, and this is something that kind of freaks me out. So, apparently, DARPA is running a program um, for small scale robots. Oh God! And this, they're calling it the Micro Olympics. So they're running this program uh, for small-scale, insect-scale robots for dis- disaster recovery in high-risk environments. And the thing, once you get to something that's such a micro-scale or so small, it it, it kind of just freaks me out because I think of things like um, in, in 
in Star Trek, we have these things called nanobots and they're probably, they're, they're another sci-fi things too. But like, once you start getting something that small and working together and doing these tasks, it starts getting the kind of the realm of, of scary sci-fi pretty quickly. Yeah. I just think when, 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 when I saw this, I clicked through the link you provided. The first thing I thought of was a Cowboy Bebop movie yeah. where they have the nano machines and like they can like, they were like, killing folks and it it yeah that completely freaked me out like if if you want to know about nano machines watch cowboy bebop knocking on heaven's door because that deals heavily with that so just to get a little more detail about the program the program called shrimp uh, short range independent microbiotic platforms and the goal is to develop and demonstrate multifunctional micro to milli robotic platforms for use in natural and critical disaster scenarios to enable robots that are both tiny and useful shrimp will support fundamental research in the component parts that are most difficult to engineer including actuators mobility systems and power storage so they're giving they're giving prizes for each one of these categories to they're just trying to spur advancement in small robotics which is i, I think ultimately is a good thing uh how this is going to change Go ahead. Yeah, like I can just see this being militarized, and that yeah. terrifies me. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm kind of interested to know how this is going to actual actually aid in you know disaster recovery. That's the part that's kind of puzzling me a little bit. But I do yeah. see the need for it uh, in a sense. But it it just kind of errs in the direction of scary, and I don't know if I'm too down with that. Yeah, I am right there with you, brother. Cool. So, um, what else do we have? Oh, yeah. So you don't you don't have to buy World of Warcraft anymore. I know you might be interested in this. This gaming news war. Wow, bleh. But yeah, this is this is this is. I I I read through this. It's actually pretty cool. Um, you want to take take that or can I take it or does Uh, it matter? Sure. uh, I'll just read the byline here. Blizzard quietly drops the requirement for the purchase of World of Warcraft. Uh, okay, you already pay a monthly fee. So what they're basically doing is just dropping the, the, the notion of buying, um, the, 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 I guess the core, um, the core game itself. And you just pay, you'll continue just to pay your monthly fee. Now I think they are going to charge for the next, next expansion for a certain amount of time, but like all of the World of Warcraft back catalog and expansions are included in the subscription. So that's freaking huge. That is pretty. Yeah, huge. it is. It is. Um, it's definitely a paradigm shift for MMOs, even though there aren't that many popular MMOs left. I mean, it's pretty much WoW and everything else, which I guess it has been for the last 15 years. But that's pretty amazing that you don't even have to buy the game anymore. You just pony up 15 bucks and bam, there you go. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, online games, and I know World of Warcraft doesn't have this in particular, but like the ability to buy things, like even our nephews are like into buying these add-ons for Fortnite and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. And, and I, I want to I <laughs> ask them how much money they've spent on Fortnite. Yeah, their their characters look cool, though. Yeah, they do. Like, we look like lames, man, with our, with our you know, um, Twitch giveaway suits, and then they have all this other cool stuff. We're the generic guys. But yeah, yeah. man, um, online services have kind of shifted into, it's sort of like, I don't know, like on iOS, you get the game free, but then there's like a thousand add-ons you can get for 99 cents. It's sort of like the yeah. same model that they moved to, but it's cool to see, you know, WoW actually do this. Blizzard um, actually make their game free, and hopefully that's the thing that 
that you know more companies who charge a fee for a monthly service to play online. And actually, I don't know how many still do that. It's kind of Final a, Fantasy fourteen. Wow, really? Is still out there? Yeah. Even, actually, Final Fantasy eleven is still out there. Believe it or not. So. It'd be interesting to see. I know Square Enix would never do this, but it would be awesome. I would, I would actually probably start pay, playing the games again. I'm just so far behind on the um expansions at this point that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So let's see what other news we have. Have you heard anything about the Google uh, EU thing? That's going down with I, I know that I know they're getting sued, but I'm still kind of fuzzy on that. Maybe you can shed some light on it for me. Uh, so I have some bullet points to, to talk about, like why they're actually suing. But uh, just to get the headline of the story, uh, Google has been fined a record breaking um, four point three four billion by your European billion <laughs> European antitrust regulators for abusing the dominance of its Android platform. Now, the, this whole thing kind of stems from the fact that to get the Google services, uh, to get the Google search, you have to, you have to have to have the Google store on the device. So, uh, just let me go through the bullet points to just clarify it a little bit more. Uh, the EU has required many, well, Google has required manufacturers to pre-install the Google search app and browser app, Chrome, as condition, condition for licensing Google's app Play Store. So you don't get the store unless you install the Google apps by default on the, on the operating system. So that's one of their conditions. So also Google made payments to certain large manufacturers and mobile network operators on condition that they exclusively pre-install Google search app on their devices. And Google has prevented manufacturers wishing to pre-install Google apps from selling even a single smart mobile device running on alternative, alternative versions of Android that were not approved by Google. So just to sum it all up, all this really means is the EU thinks Google is strong arming device makers uh, with their software. Now, Android is open source, right? Is that, that's yes. pretty, so Android, as far is, as I know, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll just, I'll just rhetorical. Android is open source, but is Android really that good without the Google services? Mm, I would say no. So take, taking that in mind, Google is pretty much in a sense, strong arming people to make the Google store, the default store on their devices by uh and if they want it they you don't okay let's see what you're opinion. <laughs> you don't think this i mean the only thing i'll say about that is amazon's been releasing android stuff for like ever i mean they've been, those kindle tablets are based on android and they don't have google anywhere on them it's and, and they kind of they have you used one they kind of suck too they kind of <laughs> suck <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying they kind of suck i think you can sideload youtube you can sideload the google apps but you can't just it it's it's a crapshoot man it really is a crapshoot if you don't have the google services on the device it is not a good look and you know um i mean i'm i'm not speaking to the quality but i'll just say it it is possible though i see what you're saying it's not yeah. really i think almost it. every version i've seen of android that did not have the google services sucks and i, that, <laughs> I mean that's being blunt but it i don't know the google services make the device the google services even oh in a large God. sense think about it think about it the google services even in a large sense make ios devices I was just about to say yeah. that. I'm like, like, I, I have, 
I don't use Apple Mail. I use Gmail. I don't use Safari. I have Chrome. Um, I don't even use the Apple Calendar. I use Google Calendar. So yeah, case in point, right here, folks. Yeah, and I even think if you go back to the um, if you go back to the Windows Phone when it was trying to make a run at it unsuccessfully, uh, of course, they didn't have the Google services, and it was horrible. So I mean, they they're just at a position, yeah, that, yeah. in the yeah. market that it's just kind of gonna it's gonna be hard to have any device that doesn't have their native services available in some form you know yeah they pretty much killed uh windows phone when they pulled all their apps i mean that's yeah and i I still think that microsoft and them don't get along because of that (laughs) it's still going on all right man well um what else do we got i think we're running Um, our stories pretty quickly here one thing I kind of want to talk about, even though we don't really have a, a story link, um, you did I ever talk about the new Ryzen CPUs, the Ryzen Plus, the Ryzen two CPUs that came out? Uh, we may have mentioned talked about it briefly. Okay, so this is not to be confused with Zen two, which is like the next generation. This is kind of like a, this is kind of like a talk, like a, a, so TikTok. A, Intel does the TikTok where it's like the tick is the main one, then the talk is kind of like the enhanced special edition, if you will. And that's basically what this uh, Ryzen 2000 series is. Is basically just a t- a talk. Um, it's still still the same. Um, what is it? Is it 17 nanometer? I can't remember what it is, but it's maybe it's 16. But it's it's the same, basically the same CPUs. But all they've done, what they've done, is they've been able to squeeze higher clock speeds out of them. And um, so the the 2700. Um, the 2700X and the 2600 um, CPUs, they've been out for quite a while. And um, they actually play they're – a lot, they're a lot closer to the Intel counterparts in gaming. I mean that was you, the big knock on AMD, which I have, I have a 1700 myself. But the big knock on them was that they, they're not quite as good for gaming. They're much better for like workstation workloads because of the more co- – the extra cores. Mm-hmm. But – the clock speeds were still kind of low, and um, these t- I think these go over four gigahertz pretty easily. So, um, if you are looking for a new CPU, the Ryzen 20, 2700 and twenty six hundred are out. But I would even say don't even get those. Get the sixteen hundred or the seventeen hundred X. I think the seventeen hundred X, which is an eight core sixteen thread CPU, you can find it for like two hundred bucks now, which is like a complete steal. Like I, I think I paid three hundred dollars for my seventeen hundred, which the seventeen hundred X and eighteen hundred X are higher. They're high, they're clocked higher. Basically, mm-hmm. you, they're they're um they call them golden chips. Um, and they're they're <laughs> they're. they're, they're Basically, they bend all the chips. Okay, so they create a huge wafer of these CPUs, and they test each one of them to see how high the clock speed they can go. And the ones that don't do as high of a clock speed are the ones that are 1700. The ones that do higher clock speeds are the 1800x or the 1700x. And if some of the cores don't work, they basically so let's say so it has eight core processor. Let's say only seven cores work. They disable one of the cores and they make it a 1600 which is a six core, 12 thread processor. I mean, it's basically bending, but you get, you get a huge bang for your buck now with the first generation Ryzen chips. Um, if I was building a machine right now, I would probably not even worry about the two, unless you just want that, those extra few FPSs in your games. I mean, I have a 1700 and I'm doing just fine with PUBG and whatever else I'm playing. Yeah. I'm looking at the uh, specs and there's, um, 
there's an X version of the 2700 and 2600. There's an E version as well, uh, which I think they range. The E, yeah, the E is a mobile version, right? Yeah, I think it's 45 watt, uh, TDP based frequency. Mm-hmm. So lower power consumption. And the X is, is 105, which is pretty up there. So definitely, uh, desktop for that. Huh. Yeah, man. So, you know, if you're in the market, I just figured I'd mention those. They're probably the, the first gen Ryzen chips are probably the best value in the pc building market right now but again if you're like me and you want the best you can get at the time then definitely go for the 2600 and 2700 because you will get the best gaming performance and the best overall performance simply because they're 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 able to squeeze more clock speed out of these cpus so um i'm really looking forward to the new um threadripper chips that are coming out there's they're rumored that they're going to have a 24 core 48 thread um cpu which is completely insane and like i can't even think of a practical use for it but i want it <laughs> yeah. um and you know we'll also have zen 2 which is the i think i want to say it's a seven nanometer process like cpus are getting really small we're almost we're almost hitting the point to where like they're gonna have to figure out another way to make cpus faster besides shrinking the transistors and squeezing more of them on a chip we're just getting that small. So yeah. the next couple of years are going to be really interesting. Well, it's care. We'll get those nanobots to make the chips and then it all <laughs> comes full circle, maybe. Um, oh, no, not the nanobots. <laughs> oh, man. Let me uh just hit one more story real quick. Um, if you're a Galaxy, Samsung Galaxy fan, uh, there are rumors now that the S10 will actually nix the fingerprint reader. At least, on, at least on the back. They, what you're they, going? They're gonna be scanning the faces? No, they are said <laughs> to have figured out the whole under the screen. Oh, uh, really? Fingerprint reader. So they wow. are. Yeah, they are setting to differentiate differentiate themselves from the iPhone by by actually having it under the screen, which I find pretty pretty cool. Uh, they're slated to have three models next year. Um, a 5.8, 6.1, and 6.4 inch screen. Uh, the two larger phones will have an ultrasonic fingerprint scanner built into the display, uh, according to research. And yeah, I find that pretty cool because I mean, I mean, I'm Apple, thinking Apple is about how you would even do that. What did yeah, I mean? It's, they just... it's, it's been done, man. I don't know how they're doing it, but it's being done. I've seen demos of it before. Uh, you can search YouTube for it. It's, it, it's a thing. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I'll have to, uh, I'll have to read up on that. I just, I can't wrap my head around that right now. I guess you could make the digitizer, you could condense the digitizer to the point to where it could actually pick up fingerprints. I, I, I'm assuming yeah, that's what they're um, doing. Yeah. I, I have no clue how they're doing it. Yeah. So man, let me ask you, is that face thing working out for you? I think we talked about this before. <laughs> <laughs> I just want somewhere to like, I just need a fingerprint reader on my phone. I'm so tired of doing this. <laughs> Look at your phone, Carrie. It's the future. All right, man. (laughs) One unlock, unlock. (laughs) One unlock. Okay, it's actually picking me up behind the windscreen. That's that's a first. Cool. But yeah, it it gets annoying. I mean, especially sitting there waiting for it to scan because it's not at any stretch of the imagination instant. So yeah, there's that. Cool, man. Well, I guess we're ready to wrap things up. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Who joined? Over the last 40 some odd minutes. Uh, Carrie, do you have anything you're working on that you want to plug? Um, not really. Um, <laughs> I guess I'll just say, you know, 
uh, check out our other podcast. Go. And <laughs> and I would say uh, if you are into audio audio serials, definitely go to relativitypodcast.com. Season three just ended. That's by my good friend and co-host Lee Shackelford. And I'm actually voice acting in season in season three. So is yes, yes, yes. It was a lot of fun. So please, please, please head over to relativitypodcast.com. Uh, if you don't haven't listened to it before, you can jump in at uh, episode 21 and listen to all of season three. There's a recap at the beginning of, um, episode 21 that will get you caught up. So definitely check it out. It was a lot of fun doing it. I was working with some excellent voice actors, which I'm just happy to be included in the fold. And I'll just point people there and yeah, check it out. You're full. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I'm, I've, I've got to listen to that. I remember you telling me that, but I forgot that you were actually in it. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, cool. Man. Cool. And yeah, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Um, Have a good weekend. See you. Very, very quick. Expedition. Very, very quick. Expedition. Very, very quick. Expedition. Very, very quick. Expedition. I can't, I can't beat that. <laughs> I just smells burnt and dusty. Hey guys, don't miss an episode of the Techpedition podcast. For more information, go to techpedition.com slash subscribe. T-E-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N dot com.